0: this is the leadership school podcast from conflict resolution boundaries and customer service we dive into what it takes to be an extraordinary leader anchor podcast is the easiest way to make a podcast not only is it free but it has everything you need including creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. For me, in just a few minutes, I was able to go from an idea to a reality of having my podcast launched and out there. Anchor not only distributes your podcast for you on all platforms, but it has everything you need in one place. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to the Leadership School Podcast. I am your host, Kyla Coford. I just want to thank you so much for being here and for listening. I want to give a special shout out today to Kelly, Carter, Cleo, and Artemis. Thank you guys so much for listening. It just means a lot that you're here and listening to what I have to say. Um, And you are inspiring me every day. I am now inspired, Kelly, to look for a cat. Actually, I've been looking for cats ever since our conversation. Um, And I'm thinking about adding a furry friend to our family. We'll see. I'll have to keep you guys updated on how that goes. But Um, I just wanted to check in here. It's been a couple of weeks since my last podcast. We have been busy here at our family. We've had some family in town visiting, weddings, guests, um, baseball games, lots of things going on. And also getting our boat on the water. So if you have been following me for any time, you have seen through my posts that we are sailors, that my husband and I and my family, we're sailors. We acquired a sailboat last year. It's a Catalina 22, if you know anything about sailing. And we learned how to sail. We knew nothing about sailing. In fact, when we first got the boat, we kind of tried to rig it up and we, I think we almost died because it was so challenging to put up and put together. And then we took some sailing classes and learned and got a little expertise. And, um, now we can rig our sailboat. Um, from the first time we tried, it took us, I don't know, a day, two days. Now we can do it in an hour and an hour and a half max which is pretty amazing. So we um, took the boat out sailing this weekend and there was this moment on the boat when my husband and I, we were taking the sail down. Now your main sail is um, the main part that sails your boat and it's held up by the mast and the boom. And the mast is in the middle of your boat and the boom, it makes kind of um, a L shape with the mast and that's the bottom of the sail. And when you take the sail down, you flake it, you fold it back over the boom, back and forth, back and forth, over the boom. Well, I haven't really done this a lot. We each kind of take turns doing this, my husband and I. One person steering the boat, making sure that you're not going in circles, catching the wind while you're trying to put the sail down. Then the other person flakes the sail. And if we're lucky, we have a third person on board to help us with the boat and flaking that sail. But Anyway, we were trying to do it this weekend and I just, I was not getting it. Like I, I have done this before, um, but my husband and I were both doing it together and we had somebody else manning the tiller or steering the boat and we were trying to flake the sail over the boom and for some reason it just was not working. We were not communicating with how this needed to be done. I think when you're doing is as a one-person job, you you have in your mind of how you need to do something and you have to uh, flake it back and forth and you're you're doing the job on your own and checking all the things. And um, But when you're doing this with somebody else, one person's doing one side, one person's got the other side, and you've got to work together to do this. And for some reason, we just were not connecting and getting this job done to the point where I almost had to just not even do it and step and help at all because... Uh, we were communicating so poorly. We had to redo the sail, I think, three or four times in order to get it right. It was a little frustrating. On top of that, we were the end of our sailing day. We were hot, thirsty, hungry, tired. We were on board with our kids. We were we always take our kids, which is wonderful. We want them to experience this and to learn how to sail. But, you know, it is kind of exhausting sometimes trying to maintain them, keep them happy and uh, teach them while also making sure we're being safe on the boat and, you know, doing what you got to do and trying to catch the wind, all those things. So we were just done. All of those things built up and we couldn't communicate well. So that is the topic of our conversation today is clear communication in leadership because I've been thinking about it since this incident. I I felt during our little communication fiasco, I was starting to feel really resentful. I felt like, um, well, I was being treated poorly or I, um, he wasn't communicating well enough with me. He wasn't telling me how to do this and it was all his fault. And this <laughs> is so ridiculous. And, um, you know, he, he just, he was the problem and he wasn't doing it right. Or, um, I don't know, all the things that go through your head when you're kind of frustrated and you're angry and all those thoughts of you just want to place the blame somewhere else. And, you know, really it wasn't either of our fault. We just weren't connecting to get this simple job done. And to be fair, it's not that simple. It's kind of hard to do especially for newbie sailors like ourselves as we're trying to just learn this, we'll get better and better at it. Uh, but what is really important, I think that for me is to learn how to communicate well and clearly as a leader. It's something that I've really strived for and something that's always on my mind in my email communications, in my phone communications, in person that I always want to be really clear about um what I'm trying to convey. And sometimes that gets really difficult. And sometimes no matter how hard I try, the other person still doesn't get it. And then that point, you have to really be creative in how you're trying to get your message across. And not everybody speaks my language, right? Not everybody speaks your language, even though it's the same language. Like you might be an English speaker. You might come from a different culture, different background. You might be taught differently. You might learn differently. And so in that sense, we don't always speak the same language. You know, when you are, when you have a roommate, you notice this. When you um, are living with other people, you just, you you notice this, right? You notice that, oh, the way I do something and I'm explaining how to do this and they do it differently. Or uh, you assume that they're going to do things and see things the same way that you do. And then you have to realize, oh, wait, we are all doing this a little bit different. And you kind of got to work through those kinks and those communication issues. So how do you strive to communicate clearly in leadership roles and positions? I think part of that is going to be um, feedback, right? It's going to be saying, okay, did you understand what I was saying? Uh, Repeat it back to me or summarize it or um, what questions do you have? And giving people the space to ask those questions and that freedom so that people aren't worried about asking your thing comes down to being clear about saying what you mean. Don't try to beat around the bush. Don't try and make people just always feel good and happy about what you're saying. Just be clear. Just say what it is that you need to say. You know, being out, uh, let me say that again. You know, sometimes doing things like lists, numerical lists, I find help really well. If I've got three different points in an email, three different questions, I'll put them in a list. Question number one is this, two is this, three is this, and I'll give the topics so that somebody can reply in my email to those questions. It's very clear. Okay, here are the questions that I have. I've put them in a list form for you. You just have to reply to them. And um, that way I make sure that my questions aren't getting missed in long paragraph form, right? So if you do a, I'm really confused at how to flake the sail. I think that you do it like this. And I think, you know, you first, you need to pull the mast, you, you pull the halyard down, and then you have to put the sail back on one side and then the other side. And um, do you do the front first or the back first? You know, maybe instead of trying to explain that in paragraph form, you could say, can you do a step list for me and how to flake a sail? Like what is the first thing that you do? Uh, or in communicating with Chaz, we could have said, okay, who's going to do their side first? Which side are we going on first? Are we going on the left side first, then the right side? Maybe we could have said, okay, left, right, or port, starboard, or your side or my side. Um, something like that. How far, how much room do you want to do? You know, do you want six inches? Do you want a foot on your side? Um, which side needs to be pulled tighter? You need to pull yours a little tighter. I need to pull mine a little tighter to go back and forth on the sail. You know, trying to talk out loud as we go and just have that verbal communication. Um, but also respect, Right. When I started feeling resentful and angry and trying to put all the blame on Chaz, it was really me saying that I didn't really respect him and his knowledge and what he was doing. Now, to be fair, I was tired, hungry, thirsty, hot, all of those things. And so I can acknowledge that I was having my own issues and that he was also tired and hot and hungry and frustrated and all of those things, thirsty. So when you put both of us in that situation, The communication is just a little bit more difficult, which means we have to make a little bit extra effort to be kind and gracious and generous toward each other in those situations. So first, when you're trying to be clear with someone, communicate well. Be in your right mind. You know, if you know that you're already feeling stressed and anxious, maybe you just need to take a break. If this is a situation where you can't step away, like, we're in the middle of the lake. We got to take the sail down. If we want to go the direction we're going to go, if we're going to turn the motor on, I'm, I know I'm throwing out a lot of sailing references out here and I'm sorry for those of you who aren't sailors. Um, which was me a year ago. I'm just really just learning these things. But when you are sailing and there's no wind for us, we were on the lake and there was no wind. And we had a timeline and we needed to get back to our dock. We just pulled our sails down and turned the motor on. And we didn't want to have motor and sails and all of that. So we're in the middle of the lake. It's time. You got to take the sail down. We don't really have time to step away. Not only do we not have time to step away, but we're on a boat. There is nowhere to go. I mean, I can move a little bit. Maybe the front of the deck or, um, you know, close the cabin up or cover my ears or just turn my back, something like that, and take some deep breaths. But there really isn't a lot of places to go and to take that break. And when you have other people on board, it's not like you can really take time to have an argument and try and work it out. So sometimes you just have to get through it and then later come back and say, what happened there? Okay, now we know when we're on the boat, we need to come up with a system to work together to do this better the next time. Um. It's always okay to come back to the situation after it occurred and clarify, to apologize, to give that respect. Like I said, I really wasn't giving Chaz that respect. Uh, of he knows what he's doing. He just as much as I do. He's done this as many times as I have. We're not. He's not any better or worse than I am at flaking a sale. It's just something that we have to learn to do, and we have to learn to do together. So we're frustrated right now. Let's just do our best to get this job done in whatever way that's gonna happen right now. It's not gonna help us to just be angry and yelling at each other on the boat with our kids and whoever else in the middle of the water. What helps us is just getting out of our own way and getting the job done. But when we're trying to communicate through emails, through Facebook. You know, oh, that's a beast, isn't it? Trying to have a conversation, especially about maybe a hot topic on Facebook. It comes down to really, I think, wanting to give dignity and respect to the other person. And what does that really mean? That means listening. It means being clear about what you say, not communicating when you're angry, not getting fired up, letting yourself step away, step back when you need to. Acknowledging that the other person is going through their own set of circumstances, their own journeys, that they have their own things and opinions, beliefs, their own background, history that have brought them to this conversation. But if you're being clear, if you're being clear about what you are trying to communicate, the point that you're trying to get across, you can do that with kindness and generosity You don't have to be a jerk about it. You can do that with still listening to other people and hearing what they have to say. You might not be right. You might be right. And if you are right, that doesn't mean you have to brag about it or put the other person down or put them in their place or ha 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 ha, told you so. You know, when it's, Hey, go make a hundred copies of this document. Well, do you want color copies? Be clear about that. Do you want front and back? Be clear about that. Do you want them stapled? Be clear about that. You know, little things, details sometimes could be really helpful. Otherwise you can be disappointed. And if you're disappointed and frustrated with somebody not following your instructions, maybe you weren't as clear as you thought that you were. So instead of getting angry at somebody for not following the instructions, how about pausing? Let's take a deep breath and go, maybe I wasn't clear, and I'm sorry for that. That's my fault. This is what I really am looking for, and I'm just looking for it in this way, and it's okay. No big deal. Let's just move on and get it done, and next time, I am expecting that it's going to be the same way. I like it this way every single time, and you know My favorite thing. Oh my gosh. My favorite thing is when I send an email and I've listed up step by step instructions. Step one, step two, step three. These are the things that I need from you. And then someone writes back. Inevitably, this always happens, right? Someone writes back and says, (laughs) I can't even say it. Somebody writes back and asks, okay, what are the things that I need? And you go, did you did you read my did you read my email? Because I said steps one, two, and three. So what about that was not clear? A lot of times people are so in a hurry that they're just not even reading it. I have copied and pasted emails before I said, Here, this is the information. And and not being angry at people, but just go understanding that they're busy too and they probably just didn't they probably skimmed your email. They didn't get all this stuff. If you really want someone to get an, especially an email or written communication, it needs to be short. It needs to be brief. If you're going to go on and on and on, they're not going to read it in this day and age. It's just not going to happen. So you need to be concise. You need to be specific, clear, to the point. And even when someone comes back and says, I'm sorry, what were the things that I'm supposed to do <laughs> right after you just told them the things that you were supposed to do? Have some kindness. Just understand. Take a breath. But if they're consistently not understanding you, find a new way to communicate or ask them, hey, what's the way that you communicate well? How do you, because I noticed that you're not seeing the instructions that I'm leaving. So are you, do you need me to communicate a different way? Do you need phone calls instead? Should we do regular phone calls? Do we need to do texts um, with one question at a time instead? Do you need um, the instructions written a different way? Um, what, what is the way that you learned the best was the way that you communicate well, because I really want to learn. I want this relationships to work and I want us to succeed here, but we're not going to succeed if you don't read my emails or if I can't communicate in a clear way with you. So what is the way that we can do that best? You know, find a way to work together and people appreciate that. They'll go, Oh, I'm just so sorry. I just wasn't, you know, I've just been busy. I've was on the phone when I read your email you know, or I, I was doing 10 other things at the time, or I'm really stressed out and you can, that's another opportunity, right? To go, okay, you're really stressed out. I'm so sorry to hear that. How else can I help you? How else can I serve you? What, what is causing you to be stressed right now? Is there anything that I can do to alleviate that? Um, how about you can just get back to me with just this one thing for now. And then next week, once I get that done, I'll get back to you with the second thing. Or if you're the boss and you need your employees to get back to you and they're not reading your emails, it might be time to have that conversation. Okay, what's not working here in this communication? We're not communicating well here. You're not responding. You're not doing the things that I've asked you to do. Um, how How can we work together a little bit better to make this happen? And not in a derogatory way, but in a way of, I really want you to succeed here and I want our team to succeed here. And the only way for us to do that is for us to find a better way to communicate well and work together well. Um, So let's do this. Let's grow together and make this happen. And what a cool way to like build a relationship and to build that value in your team and um, that employee retention, build that respect, um, build that culture in your team of helping each other and wanting to work together and get to know each other. It's a really, really great way to lead the way to still accomplish your goals, um, but also to build relationships. Um, is just to ask, just to make that a little extra effort. Um, even if it takes extra time on your behalf, think about the time that it would take right now to just ask a little bit, what kind of communication will be better for you? Then it would be to repeat your instructions four, five, six, seven times. Just that one little moment of asking and seeking and finding out How best can we work together? Okay, so I hope that was just a little bit of something for you guys to think about today be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so that other people can find it. And I'd love it if you'd leave me a review on your favorite podcast app. So again, more people can find this podcast and we can get to the topics that you really want to hear about and really grow your leadership skills. And we'll all do this together, right? Where I'm still growing in my leadership. We're all growing in our leadership. That's the point of life is to always be growing and learning and to have fun while doing it. All right, you guys have a great week. I look forward to seeing you next time.